0: Petrina Roberts and her family have a motto always rainbows after rain and then dance in the sunshine. It's a motto their family adopted 11 years ago when their eldest daughter was diagnosed with leukemia. Those words have provided strength and knowledge that life is so very short and such a gift. Petrina recalls having to push through some very dark days. Working three jobs to pay back the debt, encountered to get treatment in Sydney, which was over 500 kilometres away from their home in Wagga Wagga. One day, Petrina's husband came home from his work as a courier to tell her about the perfect store he had found in Junee, New South Wales. In 24 hours, Petrina had made a decision and within two weeks, they began working on the fit out and opening Studio on Sunshine, a handmade boutique. The business was open barely eight months before COVID hit Australia. It was an uphill battle to keep the doors open, as the business unfortunately didn't qualify for most grants. But Petrina and the business came out the other side thriving, and more importantly, she has found balance and happiness. Petrina shares with us her family's personal journey, what it took to open a business and why they chose Junie, the importance of creativity, and so much more. Meet my friend, Petrina, from Studio on Sunshine. Hello, Petrina, and welcome to our special five part series in celebration of International Women's Day.
1: Oh, hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, you are a longtime follower and supporter of Oak. Uh, so you. it was lovely to see you just a minute ago um, on video. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really nice.
1: You put a face to me.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Now, before we actually kick off into uh, our episode today, which is all about, you know, leaving your nine to five and and starting your own business, you're from Junee. I would love you to tell me a little bit about that area. Like what happens there? What have you got there? Why do I want to
1: come and visit? I actually live in Walker, so that's... um... 35k's uh, from June, so I travel over to the shop um, from Wednesday to Sunday. But yeah, my hubby's the the career there, so um, you know we we know about the town and the beautiful people there and the lovely community. So um, it's just a lovely little rural town. Um, so you know it's not far from Canberra. It's sort of in between Sydney and Melbourne. So people can travel down through um, the Blue Mountains. They can come from Queensland way. So it's a nice little. Um, little little town that you know if you're getting off that beaten track um but yeah we've got lots of beautiful things um the licorice factory the roundhouse which is good if you like your choo-choo's um so you can go in and see you know the mechanical part of the trains when they come on through. So that's a big part because it's a historic uh, railway town. So um, there's that. Uh, a little bit before June, there's a little town. And um, and it's got a little spiral so you can go and see the trains coming into too and, um, and that sort of thing. So there's lots of pretty little places to come and see. We're, we're trying to get more sort of into the town. Um, to have more to offer. But um, we're there. (laughs) Um, um, There's an Aussie Uggs across the road from us. There's an antique store next to us. Don't laugh, but we actually still have a video store, which I love. (laughs) I still go and hire my video on a Friday most days. Yeah, yeah. So it's the smoke shop, the smoke shop slash um, video store. So oh you my
0: know. gosh I don't yes. even have anything that could play a video Katrina like
1: <laughs> well you know your DVDs your DVDs.
0: yeah, yeah um, or even a DVD so,
1: how funny so, like so uh, we still do that so it's a, something we still love to do so it sounds archaic but um yeah it's nice no. and, and Marnie who owns it, it's just beautiful so yeah no it's it's a good little town
0: Absolutely. I was at an event last night and it was a, um, what we do, you'd call it a rural community. They're only a small community. Same thing. They're off the freeway now uh, from Bendigo to Melbourne. So you sort of have to come off the freeway to visit. Um, And to be honest, the hot topic was about places actually being open uh, Mm. for tourists. Um, I'm interested. Are you finding that in June like...
1: Especially are, with like
0: hospitality and the yeah, like. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, with COVID, like the tourism part, just you could actually just feel it. It just cut off. So it cut off Victoria, Canberra, Sydney, um, Queensland. And you actually felt that instant kind of shut off. And um, not a nice feeling when you're in a retail business. But um, yeah, it just, we're sort of like a little bit in between so people like to get off that beaten track and come through so we're starting to feel those travellers come back and which is so nice it's so nice to see we have our Victorians back which we love mm. um Camberians and that so yeah it's just yeah it's a lovely little town and um yeah people love coming to visit on their way through which is good.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think it's on the up now. Yeah. Um, Tourism. Yeah, really (laughs) seems. There was a lady last night, she's in accommodation. She was saying that she's booked out 28 days straight. And, you know, I mean, they've not had that for the last two years, obviously, but she said even before that, it wasn't, um, that wasn't a regular occurrence. So, I mean, you know, she's just ecstatic about how everything's you know starting to pick up which is really nice to see it's nice to see people I don't know just that weight
1: lifted off their shoulders too yeah yeah Yeah. and to talk to them I'm always sort of where are you from you know when they come in the door (laughs) interested to know yeah um but it's just beautiful it's beautiful to have them all back on the road and able to get out and about and um you're finding that supporting um small rural towns is is coming back in so yeah, it's it's a lovely, lovely thing. Good feeling.
0: I want to start with the motto that your little family have adopted, because it's what you sent through as your opening line uh, when you pitched for the podcast, and it's always rainbows after rain, and then dance in the sunshine. Yeah, so
1: that's something that's always um, been a motto for us, particularly over the 11 years. Um, We had a a daughter diagnosed with leukaemia at the age of five. Um, So it meant that Wagga is 500 k's from Sydney. We actually had to travel all that way um, to get her treatment, Um, basically move there for the first uh, six months or so and just come back and forth and back and forth. So... That rainbows after rain is really important. It's the the thing that keeps you looking towards the the good stuff, Um, understanding that there's so many bad bits but, you know, those rainbows are always going to come through after that rain. So very, very important and now I sort of pop that little doormat at the front of my shop and um, it's something that keeps me guided, um, yeah, to look forward and to dance in that sunshine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How's your daughter now today? Oh,
1: she's good. She's a regular yeah. pain in the bum now. <laughs> um, she's 16 now and oh, just wow. just thriving. So, you know, it's it's still hard. I've, I've missed that little bit about her growing up pretty much because, you know, most of that was in Sydney. So, um, yeah, now she's, just, she's a senior, <laughs> which I'm finding hard to grasp. It's just, um, yeah, she's in year 11 and just become this lovely woman. And um, yeah, it's lovely. She's a blessing, absolute blessing.
0: Mm. Now, through that time, uh, you were letting me know that, you know, you had to work almost three jobs, um, uh, you know, to obviously pay for the hospital bills and I mean travel's never cheap at any time that must have been an incredibly difficult time for you.
1: Yeah it was so I actually had to give up my job as a receptionist so I was working at a a local community college and um, the initial plan I guess when uh, she was first diagnosed was that We'd go to Sydney, my husband's a career, so he was going to be, he's the main breadwinner, so he was going to be the person working and um, paying the bills and I was initially just going to stay up there with Zoe, but um, we were only up there for probably two, three weeks and I found out I was already pregnant, so... Um, you know, just shove another thing into the balance of things. It was just kind of um, what are we going to do? So I actually couldn't do what I wanted to do because I was pregnant. I wasn't allowed to go near the chemo and things like that. Um, So I had to step back from our original plan. Hubby, with work, they, they gave him some special sort of leave um and he actually finished his job here and went up there and basically stayed by Zoe's bedside so um I was up there too you know mommy I couldn't be away from my child um but it initially got too hard for me and I ended up back on bed rest in Walker which was probably even worse um to do but yeah so it was just one one income, which I mean, he was getting a little bit of sick leave and things like that, but no actual income um, to come in. We had a charity country. Hope they helped us a great deal and still do. They're um they're beautiful, but you know the accommodation up there, Roddy Max, it's it's not free. Um, it's a low sort of lower cost accommodation so you know you're still you're paying for your home rental you're paying for um your Sydney accommodation you still got your food and things like that so you kind of got two places that you're trying to fund on you know little to no income so yeah it was a currently
0: a hard time. <laughs> oh, I just can't yeah. imagine. I mean, I know people struggle um, financially sometimes, mm. but to have that extra stress of, you know, um, your daughter's health and then obviously, you know, being pregnant. I mean, that's exhausting, isn't it? Like it, yeah. it's some, oh my God, there are <laughs> was- certain periods in that nine months where you just fall asleep at the drop uh, of a
1: hat i was sick the whole time I, I don't um yeah don't handle it very well but um yeah we'd lost one a little bit before so there was that stress of that mm. happening again too so yeah. um you know the doctor thought the best thing for me to do would be back in mother mm. and um 500k's from my daughter <laughs> um which wasn't good but anyway you know there was little video chats and photos sent back and forward and And things like that. And I got up there, you know, any time that I could um, to be with them too. So, yeah, you know, and that creative side that's helped me through that. um, You see it so much up there. It's a different planet. um, But they use art um, to be in that happy place. Um, So I see that as a really good value um, that I use me as well you know it's always sitting there with a pen of paper and doodling on the bedside and things like that so um that that helped me greatly um to get through that time um with her so yeah
0: yeah creativity it's so underrated so underrated
1: so much value in it Um, there is yeah you don't understand the the gravity that it can bring to your mental health so yeah very, very important.
0: <laughs> so how did you, like obviously your daughter got better, um, mm-hmm. you know, how did you come to opening your own store? What's that that middle part? What's that middle yeah. story
1: like? So there was a little bit, you know, with getting MS and the youngest to childcare and things like that and going back into the workforce and balancing that as well. Um, but I ended up in another part-time job and then that didn't work out. Um, and then I ended up in a contracting job, which was full time and just not not a very um, happy place. I found it quite toxic and just mentally uh, just was not good for me and um, balancing home life as well as, um, you know, going to work full time and that sort of thing uh, it just wasn't working and hubby sort of saw me a couple of times you know fetal position in bed and he just said this isn't good for you and um I knew that but you know we, we needed to pay those bills and um that stress to do that was just you know I had to cut that off and and think of myself and think of the happy mummy that um, I wanted my kids to see and that I wanted my husband to see and that I wanted to be. So... um hubby actually went through g he found the location for us and um, he came home and he said I think I found your spot for Studio and Sunshine and oh god within two weeks we popped the uh the business together so it was crazy and absolutely crazy silly thing um people thought we were doing but um you know we're coming up to three years so you know it wasn't so crazy and I get to go to my happy place and I get to come home happy and that is just
0: so important. Oh, my gosh. I'm really emotional on this side of the, um,
1: <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I don't
0: know um, just if it's like a sleep this week, hormones, or <laughs> I think it's actually listening to just so many incredible stories. I think it's just got me. Um, I'm glad yeah. we actually don't have the camera on. <laughs> I'm a mess today. Um, oh, oh, gosh. I'm giving um, you a virtual hug. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Your yeah. husband just sounds absolutely amazing. a rock. He amazing. Is.
1: He is such a rock. He is, um, he's my very, very, very best friend. And he is my backbone. Um, So for moments that I am, you know lost or don't know what to do is constant soundboard the poor thing I come home and I'm kind of like we should do this and we should do that and um he's so so patient (laughs) um but he loves it and he actually he's a truck driver so he actually will say to me um some weekends he said I'll go in on Sunday you know you stay here he loves it he loves that little chat and um And he loves what we do and what we stand for there at Studio and Sunshine. So he gets it. He gets the whole picture and, um, yeah, it's his happy place too.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, How did you both know... How to start a business? Like, where did you mm. go for that that information? Like, is it a Google job or like, oh where did you go? It
1: was a hell of a learning curve, I can now tell it you. Is, you know, isn't it? it's not it's not just a matter of finding a shop and getting the key and opening up. You know, um, so there were lots of little things. Um, finding the right location was really important, and you know, that rural town is the field that I wanted for our handmade boutique. So, um, so that you know, we ticked that box, and then finding um, that we needed a DA actually with council that was something we didn't anticipate yep. and what's um, a DA Katrina? So it's a development application with council yep. so because we're in a main street and we're opening retail pre- premises you actually need to have all that Legal um, things to actually open. So, you need the DA, you need to make sure that you've got a fire extinguisher and your exit signs are working, that you've got your public liability, um, which is really important. You actually can't open a business um, without it. So, those sort of things, you know, register your business name and um all those sort of things so there was so much involved that you know silly little me thought yeah we could just go get a key we can open up <laughs> um but yeah the DA was yeah, it was quite costly but um I was know, gonna think, say
0: was there yeah. cost like did it cost more than you thought opening a business yes. yeah
1: yeah but we started from nothing we actually you know with all our backstory we, we've we got no savings at all so um we leave week to week um every week still do but It was, you know, finding the display shelves for the store and um, with that we incorporated and paid the local men's shed um, to help us with a few things. We had a couple little bits and pieces from where we used to do markets and things like that. Um, you know the wi-fi on the electricity you're in a commercial premises so your rate for electricity is um, more expensive than your re- the residential which people don't really realize mm, yeah um,
0: and so your internet your wi-fi
1: yes so yeah so cr- like yeah. it's almost worth hotspotting.
0: yes like it's yeah. just
1: ridiculous the we've cost got one of that. those little standalone little box things yeah. but it works perfectly um for the f and that sort of thing so you know there's a little bit involved but Um, you know, I can say on this end, it was easy now, (laughs) um, but it wasn't, but, um, so, so worth it. But yeah. Yeah. And just like,
0: as you've progressed through the last three years, um, have you kept investing in yourself in terms of business knowledge?
1: Um, well, that's the thing I'm working on currently. I mean, with COVID and, and things like that, I haven't had the chance to to actually go and do those sort of business um, things to, to make me a better business lady, uh, mm-hmm. to know more about you know what I need to do. But um, I'm working on them. I'm actually starting to go to a lot of events, um, which is totally out of my comfort zone because I'm, I am actually a very shy person. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't like speaking in more than three people um, at a time. So I'm putting myself out there more with that and, um, you know, trying to shake off the anxiety and things of going to things alone and um, to get it there and, and get a bit more knowledgeable and um, do that for my business. So, yeah. 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 Just
0: to those that do go to networking events, um, mm-hmm. I've been, like even just this week I've been to a city-based one mm-hmm. and a country-based and the vibe was so, so, so very different. But if you're going to a networking event and you're standing there with a group of people talking, please open your circle. When you see mm. someone by themselves hovering, yeah. I just think that whole, you know, these closed circles where they sort of look over at you and then they keep yeah. talking, it is so hard it's to like break still. in. Oh, it's, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, how often do you, like I go to these things by myself as well. Like I yes. spend a fair bit of time in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> just like going oh my god like you know when yeah. can the speakers just start so i can sit down and then you yeah. know do what i have to and, and take off after that yeah.
1: but, um, but they're things um, I'm, I'm really just pushing myself to do yeah. now i'm yeah. starting to get that confidence in myself now to actually mm. you know get out there more and um to network a little bit more and yeah. um, get to know but you don't know who you people. find
0: either betrina do exactly. you yeah, who exactly who you connect with
1: Exactly,
0: you know, mm-hmm. and we all can learn from each other too, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yep. So opening Studio on Sunshine was mm-hmm. July 1st, 2019.
1: Yes. Now obviously,
0: three yeah, three years. <laughs> um, I mean, 1st of July, 2019, that was a good time for mm-hmm. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you know, when we do the maths, you're pretty much barely open, what, eight months before, yep. you know, COVID hit. Um, yeah <laughs> and then extended out for two years, yeah. Uh, almost, yeah, three the way pretty, we go. Pretty much
1: our whole, our whole um, business existence, I think. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that side of it. Like how what were those first eight months like? You know, did it feel good? I mean, you obviously had Christmas in there as well. Um, yeah, what was it like?
1: Uh, it was a bit daunting, crazy, exciting, happy, stressful, like all, all the kick and caboodle, but um, most of all it just – yeah, it just felt like I was in the right place, doing the right thing. And, um, you know, that's the that's the bit that I kept holding on to, you know, through those COVID bits and whatnot, is that, you know, we're doing what we need to do. We're doing what we love to do, and um, we'll get through this. We'll, we'll roll this roller coaster, and we'll just, you know, we'll make it happen. And um, yeah, so it was just a crazy, crazy time, but you know, it's it's all starting to look on the up and up now. So yeah, that's forward, good. forward, mm. awesome.
0: What were the challenges of COVID for you as a new business?
1: Uh, well, you know, most people thought that you know, having a small business, you'd have those government handouts. Um, with those dates, we actually weren't actually a business, um, with the comparison date. So we didn't qualify for anything, um, which was really hard. I think the last two weeks, this last lockdown, um, we actually found some funding, but there was, you know, I can't even add up the amount of time with no income, um, at all and no assistance. So that was hard because we're technically a non-essential business. Um, yeah. So and me traveling forty k's to my shop for something you know that's deemed not essential was not on the cards so because of restrictions and whatnot so it just incredibly hard mm. um, you know it just those sort of things were not set up for for our type of business um, yeah yeah mm. are you online do you have a website oh look that the second last lockdown I actually opened an online store. Mm. Um, with shopify we tried to get it going i'm still kimberly that's something that i really have to learn (laughs) um and get going um i've engaged in a couple of people to sort of help me start that off and figure out you know what i'm doing and and whatnot and um yeah we we started that but it was just nothing and funnily enough uh the people when we opened back up they said they didn't do a lot of online shopping. They preferred to come and look and to see and to, you know, touch and feel the products, which I get. Um, but, yeah, that online presence is something that we're working on and um, hopefully we can get that up and going soon. But it's a little bit hard because uh, we're a different sort of setup um, to a normal retail where you own all the products. Um, we have around about probably 30 creatives that we stock under consignment. So um, there's that kind of factor and there's the, you know, you've got to have stock here as well as stock in the shop. So um, that inventory and that sort of thing works out. So it's a little bit fiddly, um, but we'll get there.
0: Yeah, it's just finding what's going to work for you really, isn't it? And that that might be a bit of trial and error Mm -hmm. or um, it might be just finding someone in a similar space and asking the question. yeah hey how how do you do this um and i'm just thinking like literally that event i was at last night they're a similar setup to you
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: yeah so they have lots of um products that obviously from creatives um on consignment because um they weren't open per se Mm -hmm. uh last night for sales retail so i was like oh my wouldn't mind a little retail oh. show as soon as you walk in you've got all these earrings I'm like oh my gosh nah. I could yeah I'd love a pair of those um so I got home and I quickly just jumped onto their website and yeah. um yeah they didn't have sort of anything so that's why I'm like oh okay yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of how that works I'll have well, to be on there the we're
1: yeah. on there like we're but we're not actually um live as such I'm still sort of working in the background but yeah
0: well if you ever need a second set of eyes just holler out more than happy (laughs) to have a look
1: beautiful
0: so coming up to this Christmas I mean things were starting to open up a little bit has it got better was Christmas good last Christmas
1: was phenomenal it was um our hearts were so full it was just oh the mentality of people I found with the shopping um you know Juni and Wagga are so close together so 35 minutes and A lot of the community basically said, you know, we're going to shop Juni and um, shop local rather than travelling to Wagga, which was just a lovely thing to hear that, you know, you're providing enough that they don't have to do that and they don't have to go out of town and they want to shop with you. Um, So Christmas was just great. We popped in the Rustic Basket too, which was a a food section, gluten-free candy, condiments and crackers. Um, so that was a little handmade baskets that I make myself and people go around the shop and popping a little bit of food in and a little bit of um, earrings and candles and whatnot. Um, and we'd wrap them up all pretty and send them out the door. So those sort of things, you know, at Christmas were just, yeah, I'm always, always trying to think of new things to pop in and to keep that interest. It's a constant cog in my brain at night time, which is probably why I'm not sleeping. Um, but it is, it's just like a general, you've got to keep your regular customers happy and keep providing something new, which is really, really important um, to do. And to have those travellers come through, you know, and to offer those different things, it's just the constant, constant thing, um, I guess, of retail. Um, yeah, Sorry. Mm, but we were happy. It was lovely. It was a beautiful Christmas.
0: Now I just want to pick up there on in terms of return customers. Um, what percentage would that be of your total sales? Do you think uh, is there a really large percentage of people that are coming back, or are they just the tourists?
1: Yeah, no, there's a, there's a, probably a little bit of both, but. Um, We still find, and this is just a crazy thing, I haven't quite put my head to figuring out why, but there's still people in June that still don't know that we're there, Um, (laughs) which I've got to work on. Like you have a lot of the farmies that don't come in. You know, they might come in twice a year um, into town because they don't need to otherwise. But um, getting us known a little bit more with the community is something that I'm working on um yeah so that that part's a little um I'm not quite sure what's going on there but you have people are coming and haven't been in before or you weren't open when I come in um we're actually closed on Monday Tuesday that's technically our weekend um you know and for me to do me stuff and home stuff and whatnot so we're open the Wednesday to Sunday so
0: do you struggle with bookkeeping or wonder how your business is doing financially yep me too Meet my finance friend and sponsor of this episode, Sarah Henny from Henny CFO. Sarah is based in Longreach, rural Queensland, and is empowering women to make confident financial decisions with her new flagship program, Bookkeeping for Profit. This unique online bookkeeping and business course provides you with the information, systems, and support you need to set up your own business, understand GST, read a P&L, manage cash flow, all of it, and more. Work through the online training at your own pace with weekly support and access to a community of like-minded businesswomen from rural and regional areas who, like you, want to change the game, have a crack, and be confident in their bookkeeping because you've got to know your business to grow your business. If you want to know more about the program or register for a free masterclass and work with Sarah, head to the show notes or find Sarah on Instagram at hennycfo. Now back to the episode. In terms of your opening hours, what do they look like and, and why? Like why have you chosen to have the two days off and not work, you know, the seven days a week and run yourself ragged? It's
1: just me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me. So I'm I'm in the shop, you know, and Hubby occasionally um, release me on a Sunday every now and then and things like that. But um, Wednesday to Friday we're ten to five. So the ten o'clock start you know, it allows me to be mummy and drop the kids off and give them a hug and wave them goodbye and um, to have that balance, I guess, um, as a mum. So that's a good thing. So I drop them off and I'm usually in June a by about sort of quarter to 10 and I open up. Um, I don't have a lunch break or anything like that. So I stay open till five and Saturday, Sunday, we're 10 till three. So again, Starting a little bit late, I get to wake up with hubby, which is really important for us. Um, Finish at three, so I'm home for the afternoon snack. And, you know, there's that balance for me with those hours. And um, we do change them. Um, Christmas we did like a late night shopping on Thursday which was good um, and I think we did like a couple of weeks there we were all non-stop so Monday to, to Sunday so um, so I do put that in play you know as things come along to those sort of occasions um, yeah so it's I guess it's tailored around me being a mum and um, having time with hubby which is really important and um, that total balance which yep. yeah
0: yeah there has to be an upside of running your own business and oh. I honestly think when you have kids it's that <laughs> flexibility um like I look back over COVID and you know sometimes you think oh gosh if I had have had a corporate job like I actually would have been okay but at the same time I don't know how I would have balanced um like that nine to five workload versus homeschooling the kids like I just I don't know. And then today, like already this morning, it's like nine o'clock and I've been called down to the school to um, collect one of the kids because she was splashed with milk. Um, It's, you know, like, I mean, again, if I was in an office, I mean, Mm -mm. I've just got there and I've got to say, hey,
1: I need to leave. Yeah, it's not a nice feeling. No, no. No. I love that flexibility. Yeah, and that's Mm -hmm. one thing, you know with the nine to five job or even the part-time job, um, you feel guilty as a mum because, you know, hubby, he he finished, he goes at 3.30 in the morning to to work. So he gets home about lunchtime. So, you know, he's already on the road. So it's pretty much just me if they're sick overnight and um, being home with them. Um, So, yeah, it's it's that kind of, um, you know, I can close the shop and say, sorry, mummy duties today. Um, I don't like to do that, but um, I do have that, opportunity now to do that and Mm. um people understand that um for some reason in in me being there on my own the community understands those sort of things um like today I'm close to um to be with you (laughs) and to talk to you um but people yeah once they figure out what I'm doing they'll be happy and um you know it's it's that balance that I don't feel guilty anymore about doing those things and um yeah so many, so many highs though. There's that so many cool. highs about being your own business person. So. Yeah. Mm. So
0: what would you say to someone that is, you know, um, in a job that is, yeah, not fulfilling them but as you said, like you've got that financial weight on you mm. to yeah. keep showing up nine to mm. five and, you know, we all have Still bills do. to pay. Like, mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, what would you say to them? Like that step to doing what you've done is Mm. so freaking brave it's (laughs) risky it's cold it's brave it's courageous Crazy, crazy,
1: (laughs) um but yeah look life is so short um Mm. you know and mentally wise if you're not happy where you are if you can't find something that um might bring you that happiness if if you're looking to open your own business um there's never a right time today's the right time and um you know, you may not have tomorrow. So you just got to do it. Just jump, just do it. And um, I mean, we had nothing. We had nothing to start from, no savings or nothing. And we managed to put it together. We've been going for three years, Nelly. So, you know, it can work with, with next to nothing. Um, it's not probably the best opportunity yeah. to do it. But, um, you know, it's important to to have that mental health and to be happy in your job. And, you know, I'm I'm lucky. I get to do what I love every day, mm. and um and share that love of hair made, you know, yep. and offer those creatives, beautiful, beautiful products, you know, to people every day. So, you know, it's it's good for us. And I think find your happiness. Yeah.
0: Mm. What would have happened if it didn't work out in that first eight months?
1: Well, there's always opportunities and things don't work out. Yeah, but, there um, is. Yep. I, I guess. You know, like even driving over the first day that I opened the shop, I had butterflies in my stomach. Um, It was like the first day of school and, you know, there's been so many bits along the way where I've, like I said, been in fetal position in bed and hubby's like, it's okay, it's going to work out. Um, But if it didn't work out, I don't know what I would have done. I guess I would have still pushed on. I would have made it work because Mm. this is what I want to do. I want to be Studio and Sunshine. I want to be the Hair May Boutique and... Um, I need this and I'll do everything I can to make it
0: work. Yeah, I love mm. that. That's beautiful. Mm. Um, I mean, I, you shouldn't always look at it that it's going to fail, but I was just interested to know mm. with some people these days, like, yeah, like what don't if it know. didn't work out? I mean, you know, what would you have done? Yeah. But I suppose suppose painting a, and
1: stuff. I don't know. I don't yeah, know just doing. push through. I don't want to
0: think about it. <laughs> no, you make it happen, don't you? <laughs> she'll do, she'll do. Now, the most favourite question that I always ask is, um, Tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about.
1: No, oh, the beautiful Karen um, Allenby Photography. Um, she did my branding shots just just this week actually, just past because we had a little deadline to get to. Um, but she was so professional. Uh, she's a mum of three. She's been in business for a little while, but she's just opened her um, a retail premises in Junie around the corner from us, um, which is a beautiful space. And, yeah, just so professional and so... Um, I don't know, I went to her with a brief and she just sort of got to what I needed and, yeah, she's just lovely. So look her up. She's just beautiful.
0: Love it. Uh, those images look fantastic. <laughs> I definitely appreciate you meeting a deadline. <laughs> I I'm know like, that you was want, me.
1: You want what? <laughs> Let's her make that happen. But yeah, yeah, she, she was lovely.
0: You Sometimes mm. you need that deadline yeah. to make and something happen.
1: Yeah, we've got more to come too. So that was just what we could do in the in the time that we had. But um, I hope to to include some uh, some locations around uni. So that'll be good. Um, I think that'd bring,
0: be great. Yeah, yeah and yeah. bring
1: out more of the artist in me. So you know, I, I sometimes forget that I am a creator um, and that I am an artist. So you know, that's really important to me too to to bring that part out. And um, yeah, it's a good opportunity. <laughs>
0: Katrina, you have the most beautiful story, you really do, um, I just love that, yeah, you just took a really big, brave, courageous um step i yeah, I think um my husband's very similar, just that person that's behind you wanting the best for you, um so you know, I mean shout out to them too, like it's so good when you have someone um that supports that dream and what's better for you, um yeah, I th- like God, you don't know
1: without him. Yep. yeah good on good you good on you, yeah. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> good job well good done job, Adam. yeah <laughs>
0: um and yes you obviously it's not just a retail store that you've opened you are actually providing a base for so many other creatives mm. to showcase their work and uh yeah that I think that's just a beautiful little community that you're building yep. and and you picked your e, you know even yes. though you live in Wagga yeah again I you know these rural towns there's something so special and unique about them and very- um yeah, the more we can drive people to them for those little day trips, the better. No,
1: it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely to see people. And for you, if you come to June, it'd be good to meet
0: you. Oh, I keep saying I need to travel. Um, I am (laughs) travelling so much at the minute, but it's all in Vic. Oh, just over the border in New South Wales. So, um, you know, Barham, Wacool, uh, Moolamine, that sort of thing. Um, Mm. But, yeah, hopefully I reckon it'll be sort of the second quarter might yeah. be able to get some holidays in and, and start yeah, yeah visiting a bit
1: of, bit of rest time I think oh, I know <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so listeners what you haven't heard is my voice just breaking every <laughs> 10 seconds and me yeah. having to uh, repeat a question uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely I talk far too much um but I was just thinking like it'd be great to put this podcast on the road and actually um you know, drive around and actually come into someone's store so that you didn't have to take a day out of the store, Petrina, oh, to do this. I
1: love doing it. I love oh, doing it. And, um, you know, it's all good. It's all good.
0: <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you again so much for being a guest. And, um, yeah, all the best for Studio on Sunshine.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me and for for telling our story and to being behind those women in business. It's it's really important to have a voice and, um, yeah, I greatly appreciate it. thank you thank you now before you take
0: off with all that inspiration and knowledge we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media and if you have any questions we'd like to celebrate a win can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine